Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling. This is your host, JT, and today I am joined by Cameron Brené. So thank you for joining us today, Cameron. No, thanks for having me. Seriously, it means a lot. No problem at all. Um, so anyone who, you know, has seen the, um, you know, my, my um, tweets promoting this episode, you may um, have thought, like, you know, Cameron looks pretty familiar. So for anyone who remembers back in October on SmackDown Live, she was one of the local talents who um, competed in a match against um, Lacey Evans. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so you are the first person on my show that actually has wrestled on WWE television. So first question, because I have a lot of questions about that, honestly. So <laughs> first question, how did that moment feel? The, so oh, it's exhilarating even to think about right now still. It was to the point where me being a gorilla, me hearing her music, I'm a huge Lacey Evans fan. So like I used to dance to her music all the time in the car, which is like kind of awkward because like when I'm in the ring, it's like, do, do, do. so it was like, don't do it. You have to be serious. But going into the ring, going down the ramp, it was really cool because, you know, as a kid, you've always grown up to be like, I want to walk down the ramp. It wasn't to me that I wanted to be in the ring necessarily. It was more of like, I wanted to get that music. I wanted to walk down the ramp. So I ended up getting to walk down the ramp. And I got to like slap fans' hands, which was really awesome to me. And I got in the ring and the ref was like, hey, soak it in. And literally it's to the point where like, he said, soak it in. And like, you look around and it's like a really huge indie show. Cause you can see a lot of the people, but then you also can't see that much. And you just sit there and it was like breathtaking. Like to the point where I was like, this is where I need to be. Like I was meant to be doing this. It was like a reality check in a way. But it was just like, how did I get here? Like, how did this happen? How did I make it? It was awesome. So did you feel like nervous at all? Like just knowing that you're on SmackDown Live, you have, you're surrounded by thousands of fans. You're being yeah. watched. I don't know how many people exactly watch SmackDown. I don't look at the ratings, but I know it's like a million plus people. So how nervous were you just knowing that you had all these eyeballs on you? Um, I wasn't really so ner so much nervous. It was more of the fact of when when you're on the indie show, like there's like those roaming cameras, you know, but they're like maybe like the handheld ones, like the cell phone. So me being in the ring with Lacey, how we were sitting there talking, you had three cameras and then you had the hard cam. So that was like what was mo more scary for me was not the fans, because you know. You have some fun of fans all the time. It's more fans, so it's a lot of reaction. And then you have all of these lights. So it was mm -hmm. like the lights and the camera that really was like, oh my gosh, like I'm in this ring. This is like crazy. And it's like, don't look in the camera, but don't look away from the camera. So you like have all these things in your head that you're trying to go over. Like she's talking to you, but you have to like stand this way, but then you don't want to look in the camera, but you don't want to look away from the camera. It was like, oh my gosh, there's so much. I don't know how they do this. So. It was, it was great, but it was also, like, it didn't hit me until I, like, went home. Mm -hmm. And I had, my phone was just blowing up, and I was like, I was only on, like, TV for, like, a minute. I got punched in the face. And you guys want to follow me because I got punched in the face? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. Yeah, so that was, like, one of the questions I was going to ask, too, like, the aftermath, like, you know, your notifications. So you did get, like, a lot of follows and stuff like that on social media? Yeah, so when I first went to SmackDown, I had maybe like 700 and something. Cause like, I, there's people on social media that like will follow people, get the following, and like unfollow them. And like, I know people who do that all the time. I'm not that person. I earned all my followers. So I, when I got done with the Lacey thing, I went back to my phone maybe five minutes later, like after getting critiqued and everything for that and finding my cell phone. I had already like 70 like followers on Instagram and then I had Facebook friend requests and I had Twitter followers and I was like oh my gosh and this happened for like three days mm -hmm. to the point where like my parents would text me and it would get drowned out by all of the other notifications that I had people adding me on Snapchat and I was like how are you finding all of this stuff people are tagging me in pictures I'm getting tagged on WWE I ended up being their cover photo on their Twitter I don't know if you knew that for like a week mm -mm, I did not know that yeah, someone sent it to me, 
And I got more followers because Lacey was commenting on my pictures. If you look back at the pictures like, like uh, from WWE, you'll see that she commented on them and she made a tweet about me and um, things like that. So my social media blew up like heavily. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Like how people like, like you said, they found you on Facebook and all this kind of stuff. Like I remember seeing like someone posted and like tagged your name on um, Instagram. That's how I found you because like someone's like, someone said, "Who is this?" And someone constantly. I guess it's just like there's you know people who didn't know who you are posted and just it just like blew up. But yeah, just like the impact, like you said, you were on WWE television for just a few minutes and then it did that much of an impact and all. Yeah. So the one question I have too, this is the one I've been most curious. I've been curious about this for a very long time because, you know, a local talent coming on the WWE television is very normal. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I've always wondered, like, how does one get that opportunity? Like, is there, like, a tryout? Is there, you know, did they reach out to you? Like, how, how, did, how did you get that opportunity? So I can't speak for everybody because I don't know how everyone gets the extra talent spot. But for me, it was kind of like what we say in wrestling a lot, right time, right place, and your connections. So, like, I was trained by Derek Stone. So John Cone, the senior ref, he is a person that does um, extra talent. So he, whenever he goes into certain like cities and he like knows people, so probably like in Illinois they use Seth Rollins' kids from Black and Brave, and um, Missouri they hit up Derek Stone. So Derek sends him like a list of people. From there, I don't know if they you know research us. Or I don't know if like it's like all oh, these names sound familiar. I don't know anything like that, but um, they you reach out or they reach out to Derek. Derek sends them a list. And I guess they told Derek who to email them. So we get John Cone's email. And we get, um, I think his name, De- Daniel something. I don't remember his last name. I'm so sorry. I don't remember his last name. No, you're fine. But he does, <laughs> he does the extra talent too. So you reach out saying like, I'm a student of Derek Stone's. Like I w- I'm here for extra enhancement talent. Then if they want you, they'll email you back with like everything you need to bring and like when to get there, what to do. And you kind of just like have, last time I went, it was like, I think nine or 10 guys, and it's like three or four girls. So there's never that many girls, but there's like a crap ton of guys. So you're like, okay, you're going to get picked to do something. And we're just going to be sitting here and catering and eat all day. And I ended up getting lucky to do that. So when it came to that, it's not an experience. I've already been enhancement talent like four times prior to that. So when they're coming to Kansas City, they know I'm there. So mm-hmm. I had to email them and they'll email me back every single time. No problem. I just, I just have to get lucky. And they're like, hey, you, come here. And I was like, me? They're like, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. It sounded like that <laughs> thing where it's like, me or her? Oh, me. Okay, whatever you need. Coffee, donut, I got you. And you just sit and you sit on me? Cool. <laughs> so that's how that happened, which I still, like, when I went home, my dad was watching and I was like, I don't know how this happened. I was like, singing in a makeup chair. Mm-hmm. And I remember Raymond Studio came past. And he probably thought it was like Alicia Fox or something. And he shook my hand and like looked at me like weirdly and was like, hey. I was like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> I was like super happy. And the girls with the makeup were really nice. They did my hair. It was just like, I could, I could do this. Like, you could do was, this full time, yeah. Yeah, I was like, this is awesome. I was doing my own makeup. I was to do my own hair. It's great. <laughs> so what other wrestlers did you get to meet backstage? Okay, uh, it's going to be a list. I have a lot of people. Um, so, okay, the people I talk to normally are Cedric Alexander, Shelton Benjamin. I talked to Jason Jordan. I talked to Ember Moon once. Um, Lacey Evans, of course. Um, I'm trying to think of brands. AJ Styles, he sat down and talked to us in catering, and he was super, super nice. Um, no Way Jose, because I was in the conga line on main event one time with him. Umberto was standing next to me once when we had to do the segment where he jumped over and attacked Andre. Uh, Andre. So that was one. Um, Shotzi, Blackheart. I met Raina Gonzalez, uh, Mercedes Martinez, Shannon Baszler. Oh my gosh. I walked past Sasha Banks, so that was cool. I didn't oh, talk yeah. to her, but I was like, oh my God, the boss. Um, Kobe Kingston told me good luck, and so did um, Big E before I went out. Um, 
our truth I talked to him, Ruby Riot, uh, Deanna, uh, <coughs> oh my God, excuse me, Deanna Ricochet a little bit, which I'm, and, me and Ricochet, like, I love that man. Like, I have the biggest crush on this man. <laughs> and I was, like, I do. And I have no problem saying it whatsoever. And I was telling Cedric about it, which I don't know why I even told him. So it was, we were down by the fabric stuff. And it was Cedric Alexander, me and Deanna. And I was talking to Ricochet. And Cedric's like, yeah, so Cameron gets worried about when she talks to boys that she likes. And I was like, why are you talking? He's like, he doesn't get it. I was like, no, stop talking. Like, why are you saying this? So I ended up getting like word vomit. And I saw him in catering later. And I was like, I just want some bread. And he's like, oh, well, there's bread. You know, down there, you can get grilled cheese. And I was like, grilled cheese? And I was really happy. I was like, you're the best person ever. This is why I love you. And he looked at me and I was like, oh my God, why did I say that? And I was like, I meant like, you're great because you helped me find the grilled cheese. And he just like smiled at me. And I just kept talking. And I was like, stop mm. talking. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh. So who do you like better, Ricochet or Cedric Alexander? No. Oh, God. <laughs> no, you have to pick. No, you... Um, that's not fair, though, because Cedric's like my You're the one who brought friend. it up, though, so you know I was going to test you at some point. I know, but now he's going to hear this if he hears it, and mm -hmm. he's not going to talk to me ever again, and his wife's going to hate me. I love his wife. Um, I would. <laughs> um, I don't know, cause like I talked to Cedric more, so I feel like I'm gonna say Cedric just cause like I have more of like I don't know if you would say a friendship connection, cause I've only talked to him a couple times, but like whenever I talk to him, it's just like super natural, like mm -hmm. long, like he's just super easy to talk to. And then when I talk to Ricochet, I'm just like, bah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not speaking any English. <laughs> yeah, believe me, I, I know how that feels right there. I actually had a chance, well, kind of, um, back in July, he was, uh, Ricochet was doing, like, a meet and greet at a Walmart in New Jersey. And I actually, like, me and my wife, we drove up there. And he actually, like, something happened. I don't know what happened, but he had to cancel last minute. So I almost had a chance oh, to meet man. him. But they did replace him, though, with um, Alexa Bliss. So we still got to meet someone. Oh, that's so good. That's a good replacement, yeah. though. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Ricochet. I, re I really definitely want to meet him. Um, yeah. I think he, he's, he's one of those, because we're in a day and age where there's so many talented wrestlers. Like, it's hard to stand up, but Ricochet, like, stands out because of all the acrobatic oh, yeah. stuff he does. Like, it's crazy. Like, he's definitely a great wrestler. I, I Definitely top, you know, top tier on my list that I want to meet. Yeah, I talked to him the first time I talked to him. Um, we were walking down the hallway, and he walked past us. He was like, you guys aren't cold. And I, me and my friend looked at him because we loved him, and we were like, no, like, no, we're not cold. Like, you're cold. If we're cold, we're cold. Mm -hmm. And he said something, and, like, he was, like, leaning on the trash can. And Cesaro had walked past, and Ricochet ended up, like, falling into the trash can, like, a little bit. And Cesaro was like, I saw that. And we were, like, laughing our butts off because it was just, like, the funniest thing. And then we asked him about, like, his moveset. And we're like, you know, so like, when you do, like, these flips, do they hurt? And he's like, well, technically, like, what hurts the most is, like, getting body slammed. I was like, so you flipping 20 feet off the roof doesn't hurt, but you taking a body slam where a clothesline hurts? I was like, interesting. Okay. Because I would cry getting punched off the top rope, and you're just like, that's nothing. Okay. you yeah, like, I've immortal human. I've always wondered, like, when they, like, practice and learn how to do those things, how do you, like, practice that? Because it seems, like, extremely dangerous. Because he does that, I forgot what it's called, but he flips around, like, 20 times in the air. It's like, how do you, like, do oh, that? Oh, it's, like, the 6-something, 6 6.30, is that what it's called? I don't know. Something like that. Okay, it's not the 40. I think it's, like, a 6.30, 6.80. I don't know. But my thing, and I think about that, too, I'm, like, how do you know that you can do that? Like, how do you just flip one day and, like, hope I don't break my neck? Exactly. Like, I would never do that. So you will never see me doing a 450. I did a backhand, no, a backhand spring once and I almost broke my neck. And I was like, all right, so I'm gonna stay on the ground. So I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I can't, maybe because he has money to pay his medical bills. Maybe, 
Maybe, but like I, <laughs> I'm could, say I, that, I would not but... even dare to challenge that. I don't care if there's like a whole bunch of pillows on the, you know, on the ring or something like that. I just could not. No, no. no. I may try to back up, and that's like all you get. <laughs> exactly. Um, now the the one other question too, like you mentioned that your you know social media blew up and all after that. What about like as far as like you know, you know wrestling promotions? Did a lot of you know like different wrestling promotions hit you up after that? Yes and no. It was more of um, promotions I reached out to before that kind of told me no, but mm-hmm. then would reach out to me again, like, I'll pay you like 50 bucks. And it's like, oh, now that I was on TV, you want to book me? And it's kind of like, I was, I didn't not take, I took some of them, but then there was some promotions that were like very close to me and they didn't want to book me because of the school I came from. Mm-hmm. So that was more one of those things where I had to be like, you know, I, I need the promotion, I need the experience, but like, I'm not going to take it for this little bit of money because you could have booked me for this much when I wasn't on TV, but it just happened two weeks later. Now you want to book me when I've been here the whole time. So that's kind of been a thing, but people have been using me a lot more. I've been getting reached out a lot more, but it's a lot harder now because I feel like I have to put myself to a higher standard because I was on TV. Mm-hmm. So I make sure like none of my matches are like bad. I try to learn about psychology. I try to perfect like what I normally do. So instead of just focusing on the promotions that reach out, I'm more like focusing on like, okay, new promotion, they know me for this reason. How can I make them know me for my actual wrestling name instead of just, you know, Cameron Connors. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, she was on TV. Like, now she can kind of, like, bring more fans to, you know, our promotion versus, like, wanting you, you know, in the future. So, I mean, that's kind of, like, part. that's kind of part of the business, though. It's like, it's like, you know, a lot of promotions, they want to book, you know, people who they feel like can, you know, gain, give them more attention and all kinds of mm-hmm. stuff. Like that. It, it sucks, but... I mean, it is good for you, at least now that you've had that, you know, you know, that rub from WWE, it is going to give you more opportunities, you know, you know, especially if you deserve them in the first place. Mm -hmm. So sometimes that's just how it happens in the business, to be honest with you. So. Right. And it just sucks being in the Indies because it's like, you can't really do much because it's like right place, right time, or just Mm -hmm. like your connections or just moving places. So what my trainer always told me is just don't get stuck in one place. So that was just my main focus is just don't get stuck like in Kansas city or like in Kansas. I need to like venture out. So I'm trying to get out to Texas and I'm uh, going back to Iowa. Just, I'm trying to just branch out. Cause as long as I'm still moving, then like someone will sooner or later see me. So fingers crossed that this year is the year. Yep. Let's well, like, you, well, like you said for me before we all started recording, you know, like I got my fingers crossed and my toes crossed. You just can't see my toes. <laughs> right so uh last question i have for you like what is your top tier goal for wrestling like how far do you want to go with it i feel like it's hard to answer in a certain a certain way only because everyone always goes you know i want to headline wrestlemania like i want to go to wrestlemania and like yeah that's always something like you know you want to do like when you make it to wwe or like TNA or you know just something but like I feel like overall to me just to get signed somewhere would be amazing like that's mm-hmm. kind of like I have goals and overall goals for certain parts of my career so like right now like my first goal is that I want to get to evolve or to shimmer or to rise I went to rise down on their uh what was it their contenders um pay-per-view so I was in the Royal Rumble with them and Indy Hartwell I was in there with her I actually got eliminated by her and Zoe Lucas. Fun fact, that no one knew that, you can also Google that, because apparently that's the first thing that pops up when you Google Cameron Brene. I suck, is what they're trying to say, is I always lose. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then um, I ended up getting this shot because I went to a recruitment camp for Evolve, which anyone who's listening to this, if you are a wrestler, the recruitment camps that Evolve has, they are worth it. Like, it's a lot of money, it's a lot of time, but it's worth it. And I always tweet about it, and I always go, it's worth it. Because because of them, I got that match with Shotzi before she got signed, which gave me another connection because she signed and also just helped me. Like, she is so full of information. And also, like, Tommaso Champ was always there. So I got to be involved. So that was the goal. Then I said, okay, I got both to be involved twice. So I was like, 
that's awesome. So I want to get signed to Evolve, obviously, because that's, you know, a good company to get signed to. There's Woman, Woman of Wrestling, there's Ring of Honor, there's TNA, there's AEW, there's WWE, obviously. So, and then, like, my other thing was, like, I want to get a tryout. So it's like, okay, check. So it's like, okay, that's happening. I don't know when, but that'll be happening soon. So, it's like, okay, once that comes, like, I'm going to get signed. So it's just little baby goals that I have to get to the main one. But I don't really have an overall goal, I guess, just to be signed and be happy. Because I, like, I don't want to get signed and then, like, have a gimmick that I just hate or, like, have music that I just hate going out to, you know? I want to, like, do, be a gimmick or, like, you know, have my hair a certain way or have my music a certain type and just when I go out, be happy. Like, be like, I earn this. I love this. This is what I want to do. So. Mm-hmm. I also want to be an Elimination Chamber match. I don't know why, but I do. I really do. I mean, that's, that's a really cool match to be in, honestly. I, that's, that's, that's really interesting that you said it. Most people say, oh, I want to headline WrestleMania or I want to be in the Royal Rumble or something like that. Elimination Chamber, I think, is kind of underrated. Like, people look it at is. it like a – because it's right before WrestleMania. It's, it's, it's in between WrestleMania and Royal Rumble, so people kind of look at it as kind of like a um, – trying to think of kind of like just like a setup show for WrestleMania, basically. But right. I, I love the matches. I don't care if sometimes they may or may not be predictable. Like, they're so fun. And there's usually some kind of intense moment in it. So I think mm. if I were a wrestler, I would definitely want to be in, you know, Elimination Chamber match as well. Yeah. I mean, I think the Royal Rumble, like, I would want to be – I feel like that would be like, – I would want that to be my first pay-per-view only because there's always, like, that shocking moment of, like, oh, my God, who's next? So, like, that would be awesome to be, like, oh, my God, Cameron's, like, in the Royal Rumble. But, like, after that, because it's, like, once you make your entrance, it's, like, then what? You know, yeah, like, there's exactly. nothing really to it. It's a pop like, and then, yeah. And that's it. And you get eliminated. So, like, for me, if I could be an elimination chamber match, like, that would be great. Because I remember it was the women's tag title, like, the first one. And um, it – popped me so hard because like like I said I'm a Peyton Royce fan like I love the Iconics and it wasn't the fact that like they were in the match but it was the fact that like their gimmicks are so over it helps like it's amazing because like do go out and like have your match be intimidating but the fact that they ran into their chamber and closed the door and they're screaming was amazing and then on YouTube if you look you can see the like people's reaction like the girls reaction inside the chamber and you can hear them screaming inside the chamber. So, like, it was just, like, Liv Morgan was, like, laughing. And then you could, like, hear, like, Mandy Rose, like, talking crap. But it was just, like, it was so, it was so great. Like, I, I love, absolutely love that pay-per-view. I would pick it over Mania. The only reason I love Mania is just because of the entrances. Because the entrances are, like, super fancy. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like, Elimination Chamber, one of my favorite pay-per-views. I absolutely love it. And I can't wait. For this one. Oh, my God. I know. And I'm oh. so excited as well. It's an, you all know, right as of this recording, it's like a few days away. So I'm extremely excited for it. No. Uh, who do you want? Who do you want to win? Let's do that. Because we have to figure that out. Yeah. Which match? Um, We'll do the girls match. One with Shayna Baszler and all of them in it. Honestly, I... Probably would say Shayna, just because I want to see Shayna versus Becky. I So, I do. I want to see that, but I feel like knowing that Shayna's in it, they won't give the title to Shayna. So, Becky's going to win anyways. Uh-huh. So, I, like, I, I really... I want... I don't know why, but I just... I feel like I just want the Liv Morgan like, to win. I feel like she's so underrated. I would love that, too. I just, I don't know if I can, like, I don't know. I just, I'm disappointed with the way they booked Liv Morgan, like, in her comeback. Like, they gave her these really, really cool vigilant videos, and and they put her in that, like, love affair story. It's like, I want them to build her up more before they, yeah. like, maybe, like, after WrestleMania. But right now, it's just, they're doing this storyline already with Shayna and Becky. It just feels like if, if Shayna didn't win, it it just would feel kind of weird. You know what I mean? Right. Sure. Which is the, per, like, being per, like. All right. Hey, everyone. Um, So sorry about the confusion. We had a little bit of connection issues and the uh, um, recording got cut off. So we're going to continue it because the show must go on. So 
Let's go on. Exactly. So, Cameron, we were talking about the Elimination Chamber um, pay-per-view, and, you know, we, we were discussing, you know, who we thought was going to win. And I mentioned Shayna Baszler because it just seems obvious because of the, the, the direction that they're going in. And if she were to lose, it wouldn't make really much sense. Kind of like when um, Naomi returned on SmackDown and she started her feud with Bailey, but then when uh, Carmella won the number one contender match, it just felt weird, you know, because we all were expecting Naomi. So I think it would be something like that. So I think it's just clear as day. And plus, it, this is like Shayna Baszler's first, you know, pay-per-view match on the main roster. I haven't really been watching Raw because I work, you know, Tuesday morning. So I don't know if she's had any matches on Raw, but this I don't, I don't know what the first one. I know she's been making appearances. Like, yeah. she makes appearances for Survivor Series. But, like, she never had, like, the full legit match. Mm-hmm. But... I just know if like Shannon's gonna win Elimination Chamber if sorry because they may switch it up but like mm-hmm. she does win and she loses to Becky I'm gonna be so angry because like to me it's like when they bring up someone from NXT to start this huge feud and she loses anyways then what was the point of Becky like, exactly so it just it, I feel like Shayna will you know win this match and then beat Becky but then like deep down inside I kind of want. Becky to retain because I'm hoping that Ember Moon returns and then dethrones Becky. I would rather that, but that's just me. That's just me being biased since I'm a big Ember Moon (laughs) fan. But I I will. I won't be mad if Shayna wins just because. I mean, Becky's. You know, she'll be champion for a year come WrestleMania. That's a long time. You don't see people hold titles for that long that often. So it's it's just kind of. It's time for someone new, in my opinion. And Shayna, I, I liked her as an NXT Women's Champion. At first, I didn't. But then she kind of grew on me because she's such a badass. And every feud that she was in just felt, you know, so intense. It felt like kind of like an MMA fight. Like, it felt like a fight versus, like, a wrestling match. And I like when, you know, you get something different. Kind of the same thing with Brock Lesnar's matches. When he actually does fight a lengthy match. I was like, what do you mean? Like, his two-second matches of nine F5s, and then he pins in one, two, three. Like, yeah, like, like, not those matches, but, like, his act, when he, like, fought, like, Undertaker and John Cena, like, those matches were 15, 20 minutes long, and it actually felt like a fight, and I like those kind of matches. I feel like, I feel like if Shayna does win, like, you know how everyone makes that whole, uh, what's it called? Like, it's, Oh my gosh. It's like a new roster type thing, like the Raw After Mania with all these people like pop up. So I feel like if, if Shanna does win, it's like she's that new bring up from NXT. But I'm also like, okay, if she doesn't win, then like whether they keep her on NXT or like they keep the feud going. Cause I just, I don't know. I just, Becky needs to be dethroned. Like I miss mm-hmm. the, you said, I miss the underdog Becky. Not the thing. Exactly. I think where any place, any time, man, and it's like you say about everybody. So then, once you beat everybody, then why are they still trying? So it's like it makes no sense that they're still trying if you beat them, if you're the man. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, so it's like it's just like you might as well just. I, I think her time is up. You know, like she, she's gone through like everyone, and it's 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 time for something new and it you know fresh. And I mean, if Shayna does lose. The only thing I can really think of is maybe like doing bringing Ronda Rousey back and doing something with that kind of storyline, like maybe you know Becky and Ronda. But other than that, it does make all the sense in the world for Shayna to win. Yeah, but I just want to get folks up, and then Shayna doesn't win. I'm like really angry at Mania, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's my thing is I'm trying to figure out like if they bring up. Shayna, would they bring up like Marina Shafir and Jessamyn Duke too? Because they haven't been around lately. I, I think they have to, to be honest with you. Because I mean, without Shayna Baszler, it's just it's just weird seeing them, you know, on their own in NXT. And at the same time, the tag team division could use, you know, some more teams up on the main roster for them title belts. So. I think it would, because I mean, really, there's really no one to challenge Asuka and um, Kyrie saying at the same time. So they need more tag teams. So the bad thing about that, I was thinking one day, I was talking to my cousin, and I was like, Asuka came out with the tag belts, and I was like, when is, I, I forgot they were even tag champions. Like, I totally forgot. 
So it's like, they, I thought since four years got it, they haven't like defended it. They haven't done anything. So it's like, I don't know who they're like, they might as well challenge the ex which I love the whole, like back to the Morgan situation, how they're planning out the riot squad. I love how they're doing that right now. So that's going to be interesting too. Yeah, I, I was very intrigued with that, too. Like, it's just, I want to see Liv Morgan as a heel. Now, she's playing, like, the face with Ruby playing the heel. It's just, like, I've been missing a lot of this feud. I see, you know, like, the clips and all on Twitter. But I, 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 it's like, I feel like the Riot Squad should have stayed together. Like, it just I felt like you... Have, you uh, absolutely, Sonya and Mandy. Exactly. Like, you bring these tag titles into existence and then you break up one of the top teams factions you had so i mean yeah it it is what it is honestly but like you know oscar and Kyrie, they got off to such a hot start but then they kind of ran through the very few teams there were and it's kind of like now you see oscar challenging for the raw championship you know you know as of late so it's it's yeah i think that you know marina and um Jessamyn Juke should definitely come up and insert themselves in that division. The only thing is there are heels, too. Traditionally, they don't do heel versus heels, so I don't know how they'll play that out, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't think I'd bring them up. But, like, maybe, like, they'll bring up, like, Bianca and, like, tackle over with Naomi. Like, that's – I don't – I just don't know. Because, like, who – because I know me and my cousin were talking, and we're like, well, why don't they bring up Undisputed Era? And then my cousin was like, well, why would they do that for the top guys in NXT? I was like, okay, true, because you can't take the top guys unless you have someone to replace the top guys. Mm-hmm. Right now, Undisputed Era is so hot that I think I feel like they wouldn't, they wouldn't strip them from NXT right now. Exactly, especially with NXT like being on USA now, like it's like a legit third brand. It's not really like them being caught up anymore because it uh, to me, like I look at NXT as like a part of the main roster now, and it's like legit enough where you can keep wrestlers there for longer and it not you know really hurt them because NXT and especially because like Undisputed Era they fit better in NXT than I think they would on Raw and Smackdown you know that's just the style and you know what NXT is and I fear like if they went to Raw or Smackdown they would get watered down or something like that kind of like we've seen a lot of NXT stars go to the main roster and just they just haven't been the same. Buddy Murphy, Aleister Black, I agree. Mm-hmm. But Buddy Murphy, like, Buddy Murphy kind of never like really song. Because when he was in NXT, I didn't really know about NXT. So when he got called up, I was like, okay, you know, 205 Live. I've heard of Buddy Murphy with, like, Brian Kendrick. And I started watching him, and I was like, this guy is amazing. Like, he is so freaking talented. That match with him and Alistair before he became the disciple, which makes me super angry. Because I'm like, you can't, like, my – I just feel like they – are making Buddy Murphy like water, they watered him down because like he's not gonna top Seth Rollins like he's not gonna become the main guy but now he's just like this guy who has more matches. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he needs to be his own person. He's so good. He's he so is. Good. Like I remember when he was in NXT, he was in that tag team with um. It, it was Blake. So it was Blake and Murphy. And I remember them being good, but then I didn't really realize how good he was until I saw him in 205 Live because that's when he got the shine as a single star. And I was like, wow, because I'm not going to lie. Like, I just could never get into 205 Live in that cruiserweight division. But then when I – because I always, like, watched the pre-show before a pay-per-view, and it seemed like the 205 Live, you know, that cruiserweight title was always, like, a pre-show match, and I would always see Buddy Murphy each and every week. Like, his matches with Cedric Alexander were so good. Yeah, they were amazing. And Buddy Murphy and Brian Kendrick were too. Oh, they were just perfect. I remember I, I walked past him one day, and I just looked at him, and I was like, how can someone be so talented? Like, like, and it's, you know, normally when you meet people, you're like, I'm a huge fan of yours. Like, I've watched you for this song, for this song. Like, but for him, it wasn't like, it wasn't like that. It was just like, how can so much talent be packed into this one person? And he's just like, he doesn't talk. He's just super quiet, just walks around. I'm just like, you're awesome. Like, you don't understand how awesome you are. God, you're amazing. <laughs>
Yeah, like that guy is like his matchup with Alistair Black were pretty good too. I saw him at a live event back in December. Him and Alistair had a match, and it's just like this guy is so incredibly talented. Like, hopefully, this storyline that they got going on with him and Seth go somewhere. Maybe they'll have a WrestleMania match or something. Like, I think that because since they just lost the titles, maybe there might be some kind of deception, and Seth will turn on you know Buddy, and they'll set something up. I don't know. When it comes to that, like, it's, I feel like with certain champions that they have, like, when um, Asuka was NXT champion, it's kind of like, yay, like, you're the champion, but it's also like, get, like, even with Cena, give someone else a time. And I feel like that's the same, like, Seth is the new Cena. It's like the same with, like, Becky, the Cena of, like, the females, where it's like, give someone else a title. Like, you went from the Universal Champion to a tag champion. It's like, you've only been a tag team for a month. That's like two weeks on raw time. Mm-hmm. Like, how is this possible? But they know what they're doing. So he's on top. I'm proud of him. I'm happy for him. He's cool. I talk to him a lot too. He's one of my really good, not good. I don't know if we're like friends. Like we talk sometimes. Like here and uh-huh. I can't say that because we don't hang out. But like I talk to him enough where they know my name. Like and I like talk to him. So, but yeah, he's he's cool too. So just. Going with the flow, I guess. Exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, he's on TV. And he's, he's being utilized. That's better than just sitting back, you know, on the bench. So, I mean, that is a plus. And, you know, being in an alliance with Seth, you know, that that tells you something on how WWE thinks of him. So, that that's a good thing. Especially because, like, there, and they doesn't really do anything. So, the fact that, like, they gave Buddy and Seth the titles, like, they're – Trying to, I think they're trying to push Buddy, but didn't know if they could push him in the singles. So I think they're trying to go this route to see how the fans react to him. But, I mean, the fans love Buddy Murphy anyways. I just think 205 Live wasn't his crowd. Take him down to Jeez. Maybe we'll go against Adam Cole. That's a dream match. I would love that match. Oh, hell yeah. I would not argue about that. That's, that's, that's a five-star match in the making right there. Right, five-star so I know, like I mentioned, like earlier, what the last question was gonna be, but I got one more, more quick question: Bianca or Sasha? Let's do this. Bianca Belair or Sasha Banks? Um, I'm trying to think because I love Sasha Banks because she's super talented. But coming from nothing, like coming from no wrestling background. To like the powerhouse, the combine. I'm gonna say Bianca, just because like everything that she's accomplished and came through, I'm gonna pick her. But like, I still love Sasha. But if I if they were in the match together, I would want Bianca to win for sure. She's been out here with that too, by the way. Oh hell yeah! She had to notice. I haven't really seen her do that in a while. But like, at the end of the day, I am more of a fan of Sasha. But I will say with Bianca. She came into the company with a disadvantage because she did not have that experience on the independent circuit. And she took this business so seriously. And she's really grown, like, with her character, her in-ring skills. Like, I have to give kudos to her. And I really want to see her, you know, with a title sometime, hopefully in the near future. But she deserves it with all the hard work she's put into this business. And she's gotten so good in just a few years when it usually takes people a lot longer. Exactly. And I think that's like I am more of a fan of hers, just knowing that she like came from nothing. Like she's just she's I feel like Sasha Banks is really entertaining to watch inside the ring, but so is Bianca. But on the mic, I think uh Bianca is way more entertaining. Cause Sasha's like, you know, she's like that baddie where she's like, I own everything, blah blah blah. But Bianca is like that like girl from the streets. Like she's like it seems more her, more natural. So I just, I gravitate towards Bianca. Like when I hear promos, I love the girl. Uh-uh. Like it just cracks mm-hmm. me up. Cause it's like, really, do you really need to say that? It's like she has that extra like spice to her when she's talking. And like you said, it feels so natural. Like it doesn't feel scripted or like goofy or anything like that. It just feels so real. Yeah. So that's kind of a little bit more of a Bianca Belair fan than I am of a Sasha Banks. But I, I would never, like, 
drop down Sasha Banks. Like I love her too. She's a great competitor as well. She takes everything to the face, hundred percent. And you can't mm. say she, because that girl will take anything. She'll take kicks, knees, anything to the face. I love it. She's very entertaining to watch. <laughs> exactly. I mean, they both are. I, it's it's my dream match for both of them like I want to see them to go head to head so bad I was hoping that they would do more at Survivor Series because they were on opposite teams and I was like really hoping that they would have some kind of moment in WWE they didn't do it they did not give us that moment when everyone on social media was like pleading for it but I think that's later you know everyone wanted it so bad so plus they have that whole Rhea Ripley story going so you can't talk Rhea Ripley so I think that's kind of the reason for that too. Exactly. Like you said, they're probably saving it for later. So yeah, we'll just have to oh. see. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Well, yeah, I think that wraps up my interview. I mean, it was um definitely enjoyable. It was actually fun to talking a lot about wrestling too, versus just, you know, talking doing the basic, you know, generic question. You know, we got the we both got the let her inner fan out and that, that's always fun chatting wrestling with everyone i know it's always fun to be a mark i love being a mark it's great because i feel like last thing i'm going to say before we end this interview because i feel like when we always say it in my uh, training school it's like if you can pop the people in the back from the moves that you do that means you're awesome because mm-hmm. we know how you know wrestling works we know the psychology we know the mindset but if you if you can get us back and back oh shit you can get us to say that in the back you want us over, want us over. So exactly, I'm- like I heard, like you know, and that's a big part of like wrestling too is having the respect from you know your peers in the locker room too. Like that plays a big role in you know how you know wrestlers. You know, from what I've heard, at least you know their rise in the company. Like I, you know, like Roman Reigns, for example, I heard that he's like a locker room leader, which plays a big role in why he's, you know, booked as one of the top wrestlers versus like wrestler who is just basically a jerk, I guess you could say. And, you know, like I, like there was that whole thing going on with Tessa Blanchard, you know, a few months ago and all, all that stuff just surfaced. And I'm like, that's not doing her a favor. And that could have potentially played a role in why WWE never signed her. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't there, but she was in the Mae Young Classic. Her dad's a WWE Hall of Famer. Why didn't WWE sign her? You know, maybe she had some attitude issues and stuff like that. So I've never met her, and I'm not going to start any rumors or anything, but um, there is an article about her and the person she was recently dating who is signed into WWE. I'm not going to tell you because I'm not going to be the person on an interview being like, Cameron's talking crap, you know. But there is a reason why she's not signed, and it was because of – uh, temper problems that she did have. Uh, if people want to know about that, I'm pretty sure they can Google it. Or like a lot of people know about it. I found out about it like actually like uh, what was it on the way to that SmackDown in October? That's when I found out about it. So that's what I heard. But to me, I if she has a temper problem, like everyone has a temper. But I feel like when you do get that temper, just watch what you say because you never know when they'll come back to bite you in the butt. Because all this stuff that the girl said that she did, I don't know. I don't know where it was never there. Could have been 10 years ago. Could have been five years ago. But mm-hmm. now it's purposely. So, because, you know, people change. So, exactly. I, I don't feel like people should continue to bash her because she is doing really good in the company, like, in wrestling. She is, like, really talented. She's doing big things. But if, like, if they're recent, they feel a type of way, people do have their own opinions. They can express it. But I feel like to ruin someone's career, you shouldn't go that far. Like, just keep your mouth shut. If you have a problem with her, you guys hash it out. Don't go to social media about it. Don't put her on blast. You know, just that's just me personally because that causes drama for her. Then I feel like it also causes drama for you because it's like you put her stuff out. Can we trust you now too? I don't know. I just, I would just left it alone. Exactly. Like I do, I, I completely agree with you. Like I'm not a big fan of, you know, people bringing issues on social media just because of how it can blow up and turn into a bigger thing than what it is and I mean I'm not gonna like bring up stuff that's happened in the past but like yeah I've seen plenty of times where you know wrestlers have brought up stuff that's happened backstage on social media and it turns into this big thing and it kind of ruins their career or if not a little bit so it's like I feel like your business is your business and you know you should just 
keep everything behind closed doors. But I mean, that's just how, that's just me, you know. <laughs> it's like oh that's because like that tweet she made about like we should stand up for all women they could have been like oh well you know like shocker that you're saying that when i talked to you like you could like you could have came across it a different way where like she knew what you were talking about but not the whole world knew you know exactly i i don't know and like my friends were like guess what is happening like you know like when drama happens it's like guess what guess what it's like i don't care I don't know these people, so good luck. To, I did see them, though, because I was like, whoa, like, why is everyone bashing, like, this person? Like, even with the um, ACH thing, I was like, whoa, what's happening with ACH? But I read it, and I was like, okay, I know about it. That's it. I got nothing else to say about it. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty big thing, too. I, I, I had some friends that actually were stayed off social media for a few days just because how bad it got like like even I almost like you know was off it just got it got so bad with like all the drama and all and it, it it was sad because like I feel like he was going through like I, I understand how it's like to deal with like anxiety and mental health and stuff like that I'm not saying I don't know exactly what he was going through but I do know how it can affect you and how it can cause you to kind of like lash out and just like just you know you know, get really emotional on social media, I guess that's the best way to say it. So it's like, I definitely feel for the guy, you know, and, th and that was, you know, pretty, you know, a good example of just stuff going on social media that maybe shouldn't have gone on there. I don't know, like, it, it, it's, it's a tough situation because you don't really know what happened behind backstage and you know what. And that's like, and that's the biggest thing. Like, people, exactly. Like, people just judge, you know, based off of what they see. It's like what happened behind backstage. You don't know. So, it, yeah, it, it's, social media is a really, you know, scary thing, honestly. And it's just, you just, at the end of the day, you just have to be careful with exactly. what you say. Cause, you know, you can say something one day and then it resurfaces five, 10 years later. You know, I've seen that happen plenty of time with wrestlers. Um, like Seth Rollins, his ex-girlfriend, she had posted something years ago, and then she ended up getting released from the company. I forgot what it was, but yeah, that stuff, people will dig that stuff up, and it's crazy, and it's scary. So it's like, always be careful, because you never know. <sighs> wow, well, yeah, so uh, Cameron, so wow, so Thank you so much. Yeah, that was that was crazy. Like we, we just talked about just anything and everything. So, but yeah, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, here on uh, O Face Wrestling, it was definitely really fun. And like I said, just always wrestling. So, uh, yeah. do you wanna um, do you wanna plug any of your social media? Yeah. So I tell people every interview about this because I suck at Twitter. Like I absolutely suck at Twitter. So I know some people try to hit me up on Twitter. Messages, messages are cool. We tweets, tweets, pictures. I don't know how to work it. I'm sorry, but my Twitter is linked up to my Instagram. Um, my Instagram is Cameron underscore Brene. Uh, type in Cameron Brene should pop up as well. My Facebook. So everyone's been adding me on my Cameron Brene Facebook. That is my personal Facebook. My Aussie page is just Brene. Um, that's where you can see kind of everything, where I'm going, from most tagging pictures, my interviews, little random video clips of me doing weird stuff, dancing, talking. I just, I'm a very weird human. I just think of things to do, and I'm like, oh, a phone, awesome, let's do it. Uh, <laughs> um, my Instagram have a lot of live feeds on it, so my Instagram is more of like, if you want to see matches I've had, because I'll like upload little videos, I'll upload, you know, uh, promo pictures from that, pictures from other things. I just uploaded a picture of me with gummy bears. I love gummy bears, guys. So if you guys want to bring me some gummy bears, I will not complain. <laughs> um, so yeah, those would be the two social medias that you would want to get in contact with me on, would be Instagram or Facebook. And if you want to talk to me on Twitter, it would have to be through a direct messenger, not through a tweet. Cause I don't see tweets. I don't know how to work them. So you guys should message me. I'm always on my phone. So I should always message you back. And if I don't, then you can yell at me. Cause I'm literally always on my phone. 
unless I'm sleeping. I sleep a lot. <laughs> yeah, I noticed like I noticed you responded to the DMs pretty quickly. So I mean, it, that's just the world we live in. Everyone's on their phone, so it's uh, very common. Yeah, I try to keep in contact with a lot of my fans because I know how it feels to be that fan to like want to reach out to someone like not getting anything back. And there's this little girl. Um, her name is Kennedy on Instagram. It's like Banks Royce or something like that. And I never realized like who she was because like I think she followed me off of this meltdown thing. And she posted this video of me. Like she made like a little like thirty second clip of me of like my picture with music. And I reached out to her, and she like lost her mind. It was the she's like maybe like I don't know ten. If I got her, if I got your age wrong, hon, and you're watching this, I'm sorry. I don't know how old you are, but she's like. <laughs> It's like, I would say like nine to like 13. So yeah, it was just, it was crazy. So like, if you hit me up on Instagram, like I see my notifications very often. So like, I'll like like comments and like reply back to comments. But on Instagram, my messengers, if I don't follow you, are off. So I won't see those. But if you message me on Twitter, I'll see them. So yeah, that's the way they get in contact with me. So send me pictures. Send me ideas for gear because I'm always looking for new gear. So I love when fans make me gear. I know two fans made my last two gear. So I'll be getting that made very soon. So that's really exciting. All right. Well, yeah, definitely make sure that you all, you know, follow her on all the social media, send her the pictures. And also, if you ever go to a live event that she's at, bring her some gummy bears. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Please. I will love you forever. Gosh, she wants to be a co-captain of Team Babe because if you bring me gummy bears, no question. I'll make you the captain. I'll be co-captain. Like, I love gummy bears. <laughs> that, that's funny. I'm a big gummy bear person. I usually get, like, the store brand at the giant uh, grocery store down the road. I love them. I mean, they're so good, especially the gummy worms, too. Either one, they're, they're, they're the same, just different shapes. But, uh... Healthy, and I'm like... I'll be healthy. I won't eat chips, but I'm going to grab this bag of gummy bears. I mean, you got to <laughs> have that guilty pleasure. There's nothing wrong with, you know, cheating on your diet every now and then. Oh, gummy bears are so bad, but they're so good. <laughs> they are. They are. I'll be honest with you. They're delicious. Yeah. <laughs> um, make sure that you all also follow us on um, Twitter, um, Instagram, Facebook. Just search O-Face Wrestling and we'll pop up. Um, Cameron, thank you again so much for joining us today. It was definitely really fun. And thank you all. For, uh, thank you. Um, and thank you all for tuning in to O-Face Wrestling, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.